0: This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air.
1: Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by Go Live Festival. I'm Ian Turner and my guest this week is Kelly Horgan of the Heavy Jones Trio. But before we get started today, I invite you to subscribe to the show so you don't miss one second of the action. Just head to gardenofsound.nz. You can choose your favourite podcast provider from there. You can also check out the other 174 shows from across the last four years. That address again is gardenofsound.nz. OK, Kelly Horgan, guitarist, singer, songwriter, chaser of dreams and love, and soon to be back on stage once again, with possibly his most well-known band, the Heavy Jones Trio. They'll be reforming for Go Live Festival in just one week's time. But what's changed for Kelly in the years that have passed since the band went their separate ways? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Kelly Horgan on Plains FM 96.9. have you got a first memory of music
2: um well my first memory of music would be my dad uh, played guitar and i grew up in governor's bay over in the the harbor there nice and um yeah it's a little bit of a little country town back then you know no one one wanted to live that far away from the city it was it was not many people there but yeah he played guitar and he, he um he would work out neil young songs and beatles songs and things and he had these books full of the he'd write the chords down you know so he had these songbooks and he'd play at good parties and things. And when I was about eleven, he showed me some chords. He was also a big influence because he had a record player with lots of great records, like you know the Glass Waltz, you know the um, you know Otis Redding, all these great sort of um, lots of Neil Young. Uh, yeah. So my early memories of spinning records at you know at home, and it just sounded so good, you know. Mm. Was he any good? Uh, well, he never played in bands or anything like that. He just he would only play at home and. Um, like I never saw him performing anywhere. But um I thought he had got a nice voice and everything and yeah. Is he still with us? Yes, he's still here. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. In fact nowadays he, um, nowadays he films himself making up little songs and Brilliant. putting them on YouTube and things. Yeah. So yeah, just to compete with his son. Yeah, he's got his he's got his own thing going on.
1: Yeah. You've been shown some chords mm. at least. When did you perform for the first time for anyone, whether it was family or yeah, or outside um, of the home?
2: My first band I played the drums in, actually, and, and this There was a very small pool of people to join a band with in Governors Bay Primary School (laughs) in the 80s. But I managed to get a band together and I was the drummer and I I got my brother to be the singer. And there was a couple of other dudes that played guitar and we were called Primer because we were at primary school. And we did um, summertime blues and things at the... uh, you know, like the school end of year thing, you know.
1: It's a very common thing. What was the what was the reaction from the audience?
2: People were pretty into it from what I remember. You yeah, know, This is my version of it, that they thought we were great.
1: <laughs> Did you get any approaches immediately after, you know, and say, come and do this, do that?
2: I think we went around, uh, being that we were like 11, 12 years old, we walked around asking people if they were fans of our band. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. And the response was?
2: Um, but I think there was the odd polite, yes, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. <laughs>
1: So what were your aspirations going back as far as, you know, primary school? Or?
2: Yeah, I think well back then your world was quite small and um back then my aspirations were when I went to Kashmir high school that I was, I might be able to make it into the school band or something, you know, that would be like that was the next big the next big career goal was to you know get into rock band or something and mm. that happened actually um when I got to Kashmir high school there was actually an official like Third form rock band or something like that that I joined and wow. uh, I was accepted into this band. <laughs> what was the yeah. uh, initiation? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was taken by Miss Matthews, who was an English teacher and didn't play anything, and she was sort of roped into taking you know third form rock b- or junior rock band or whatever it was.
1: Okay, yeah, but, but she must have had some affinity for music.
2: Nope, nope. I think she brought in some music, a uh, sheet music for Eric, Eric Clapton's um, "Hand Jive," There's a song called "Hand Jive," not one of his bigger hits. Yeah, yeah. Any
1: other folks of note at that point early on?
2: Yeah, I met some great mates back then, uh, my friend Eddie Edwards and my friend Dave Clark, who, yeah. um, who were, um, I'm not sure if they're still performing, but they were, you yeah, we know, we, I went on to play with other bands with Dave later on.
1: So what about the, what about the singing? So, you know, you've got the, you got the guitar from, a, from an early age. Mm. Um, any other sort of vocalisation within the Horgan family?
2: No, I was never really the singer. Actually, um, I kind of i i became a singer later on out of necessity because okay. um, if you want to write songs and um, you know um, it's sort of you gotta you gotta somehow get you know get the get the melody and stuff out and your hands are busy you've only got your voice left mm. to get the get the song going.
1: So were you writing? What were you writing? Were you writing? Original songs? Were you writing I did lyrics? Actually, were
2: you I doing did, I, I had the odd stab at writing original songs quite early on. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I think when I was in primary school still, I had um, one of the songs we played at the the end of year thing with Primer was an yeah. original song. Okay, yeah, that's it was, fantastic. It's probably inspired by Poison or something. It's pro- like a power ballad. Okay, It's pretty awful.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thinking back to being a young person, where were you? Where were you drawing your inspiration from for this music?
2: Yeah, well I'd love to say that everything was like um from my dad's records from like the band and from um Neil Young and Yep. But there was probably a bit of poison and Molly Crew and okay. bands like that in there. So as well, it's
1: say. not new metal, is it? It's hair metal, hair I metal. guess. Yeah, yeah. Back <laughs> yeah. in um back in back in those days. Yeah. So we go through high school, we do rock Quest, and I remember yeah. you at least um at least from from nineteen ninety three. Um must have been a little bit of a springboard back then off
2: to bigger yeah. and better things yeah well i mean uh, i mean as you know we 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 met each other um way back way back then in those those times and having having the rock quest um was such a great motivator wasn't it for you know for for young kids Huge. like ourselves who who might not be into the rugby or you know think so much to to throw our energies into yep. you know something and um that was a really good means to to sort of get our act together and get some tunes and um yeah take ourselves seriously as a Um, As musicians and Mm. you know, yeah, we just we just ran with that and sort of didn't stop running with that for quite a while Actually, yeah, so
1: you're out of you're out of school and I understand you're working in a record shop What kind of bands were you involved with post high school?
2: Yeah, well, I mean in high school um, I met my friend miles um, and we um, and my friend Dylan and and we formed a band called the Grades while we were in high school and we had a great time and we, we kinda had some I don't know if you call it like early success at the time. I think Neil Cox had something to do with bringing out like a Cry TV, you know? Yep. And it was possible to um you know, to well you saw a lot of local stuff, you know. Like, did. Well, yeah, a lot of the bands. Of crazy see. videos. Yeah. Like I was saying you know, how your 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 world sort of gets a bit bigger and you know, by this point, um we would watch Cry TV, and there might be something from, say, I don't know, Nirvana or Pearl Jam, and there might be something from, say, Cinematic or, yep. um, or Pumpkinhead or something like that, yeah. and these were local bands, and yep. you could go and see them, you know, and go and see them play. Yeah. Next big career goals was to sort of, you know, you know, get on Cry TV or something. So we just made our own videos yeah. put, them on, <laughs> put them on Cry TV. Um, who did that for you? Everything was done with friends. I think it was a guy called Jerry Stewart, um, who's a friend of a friend, made a video for a song called Dervish. And it was this crazy thing what what happened and this works really well is just get all your mates into a video, and then they'll bring up and request it when it was on cry ah. t v so we got a whole bunch of people and went out to a little church um out in Kaituna Valley mm. and just um like danced around like crazy people to this um song that we'd made up ourselves yeah and um yeah it got a bit, got a bit of play actually it was it was cool. we thought we were rock stars.
1: I' just thinking about that, I guess times have changed at least, and there's a whole heap more social media out there for kids to be putting themselves. Yeah out on um that was our tiktok exactly do you think Christchurch canterbury could benefit from something something like that
2: yeah well i I do yeah i mean it was i thought it was great and it was great to yeah when you reflect you know um you reflect your community back at you you know um, and you feel a part of it it was it was cool we we were quite lucky then you don't really have that anymore Mm. so i think bands now probably have have it a bit tougher but mind you we didn't have social media or anything either and um yeah, things like um, distributing your own music was was probably not was not really that easy to do back then. It's pretty easy to, well, I'm not going to say easy, but it's um it, it's it's possible to you know to just sort of promote yourself more mm. than it was back then.
1: You're not going to make any money from it. But at least <laughs> No, <you're out>
2: there. <laughs> no, that's universal. That just stays the same <laughs> <though>. <laughs> Just Doing it for the love of it. That's right. Thank you, Tiki.
1: I think it is time to uh, play some music and at this point uh, we talk about influences um, and while you have talked about the, the hair metal and uh, Poison and such Neil Young Neil Young's played a big part in your yeah. musical life
2: yeah I, like, like I said like, my dad used to play a lot of um, like Neil Young type songs and um, what I love about about him he was an early influence because um, you could make so much of there's a guy with an acoustic guitar you know and with just like picking out a couple of the lines that he was playing while he was you can make something so big, you know, out of something so simple. Mm. Um, and I love—I've always loved that. It's really stayed with me that the idea of that simplicity, you know, in a song being, mm. you know, just something being much bigger than the sum of its parts, you know. Mm. And I think Neil Young was a was a great uh, example of that. You know,
1: um, here's a contentious question for you: Is Neil Young any good?
2: <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think he's at the top of anybody's guitar hero, you know, things, or um, or the top of anybody's singing kind of things. You but know? You, you don't need to be because he's got amazing songs. Exactly. Yeah. He's um, he he has written some 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 great tunes, you know, and that's. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's Um, something. You know, anybody who can um, who can come, who can do something that makes somebody else feel something, yep. you know, that's um, that's sort of I don't know, art is it or what it's uh. Uh, what track are we craft? gonna have? Um, is it are you, have you got hey hey my my Yeah yeah I think we've got that all lined <laughs> oh, up here
1: as uh, Neil Young hey hey my my Here's- is the Garden of Sound interview with Kelly Horgan on Plains FM 96.9.
3: Rock your winter with Go Live! Christchurch's Winter Music Festival Friday, July 22nd and Saturday 23rd at the Christchurch Town Hall. Over 18 artists live across two nights on five stages. Get your tickets now at premiere.tickertech.co.nz
1: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Kelly Horgan on Planes FM 96.9. I want to talk about gigs. I hope you've been to lots of them in your life, but um, is there a memorable one from early on?
2: I thought you might ask me about it, gigs, and I I was gonna tell you that I, I my first gig I went to was Jeff Healy band when I was like thirteen mm. with my, my friend Eddie. Um we went and saw Jeff Healy. He was a, while my guitar, gently Yeah, waves, that's right. Yeah, I that. Cover, Yeah. Yep. And um but my big story is that I, I saw Jeff Buckley play um Oh yeah, in um in the Theatre Royal in hate Auckland. You. And it was it was the place was the place was pretty much empty. There was there's a few like <sighs> record store company people there and you know. Um, but he wasn't—he wasn't sort of well known. It wasn't really the most well promoted gig. And um, when I first moved to Auckland, um, yeah, I must have been nineteen. I'm not sure what year that puts it at, but um, yeah, so I saw so Jeff Buckley play before. Died. Maybe. Yeah, and he was pretty amazing. Yeah, There's was that um, was a pretty cool gig. And favorite standout track from the gig? Uh, it would have been the Hallelujah, you know. Oh, okay. Because he just there's, right. a, there's a note at the end of it, and he just he uh, it seemed like he's holding it on for like ten minutes, you know. Such uh, amazing just went control. On and it was such a sweet, yeah, sweet spot. You know, he had that. Just nailed it. It was incredible.
1: Um, Anyone else in your mind uh, that has sort of come close to his godlike genius?
2: Uh, it's funny. Like, um, he's an incredible singer. And, um, and I, but I sort of I like things for different reasons. You know, like, um, I, you know, like I like I say, I love songwriters and whatnot, and um. I wouldn't put Jeff Buckley at the the very top because he's just way out of any kind of league that I could you know you know aspire to. Yeah. So, so um, my heroes are just I just song anyone that written a good song you know. One of my early heroes was um, was a local guy actually. Yeah. Um, Such a um, nice guy. Jeremy <laughs> Taylor. Jeremy Taylor. When we were when we were kids, we um yeah. we we'd go and see um like Cinematic was one of yes. the ba- local bands we'd see. You know. Yeah. You know they just they were writing songs. You know they were, they were good songs. Yeah. And um, they were well done. You know they were tight and um. Yeah, that sort of that inspired me back in the day as well. That was mm. like um I wanted to like you know, be a bit more like Jerry Taylor and like good tunes.
1: So we've got the tidy Grades that mm. sort of carries
2: on for a bit. What happens yeah. after that? After that there's a long, long line of bands with terrible names. Uh <laughs> reel off a few. <laughs> <laughs> Indulge me. No, there's the um <laughs> actually there wasn't that many. There was um the, um Heavy Jones Trio it was um terrible name. Terrible name, yeah. Love soup.
1: Uh yes, I do remember Love Soup, obviously.
2: T- terrible name.
1: It's not a bad name. I mean, it sounds like a TV show, doesn't it? Love Soup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it is
2: actually a TV show. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Um, um, there was another one. One of the bands was Judas Iscariot. We, um,
1: Were you in yeah. Judas Iscariot? Yeah. I, yeah, I hate Iscariot. you again Yeah, because you beat me at Rock Quest. <laughs> at Rock Quest right, you right. came second. We came third, and Exploding Poppies came first.
2: Yeah, I remember. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. This, or something like that. that um, yeah, a long time ago.
1: Indeed, it was a long time ago. Nineteen ninety-two, <laughs> in fact. and Many of you weren't born. Tidy grades. So um, I understand you, you moved to move to Wellington and try your hand at jazz school.
2: I yes, I left. Um, I left the. Band. I, there's a long history of me sort of leaving the band and going to jazz school or something. Why similar. is that? I'm Com- not sure. Commitment I, issues. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I, I, I'm, um, or do you get bored? Uh, there's a little bit of both i think i i do um have a bit of a history of um of just find, feeling like things run their course you know and um, okay but they they yeah maybe maybe prematurely you know like um often come back to the back to these um bands the heavy, um, heavy Jones trio is the nucleus of heavy jones trio is um was miles and myself and Ben, and we all sort of were involved in variations of um tidy grades Knot's mm. kids um Heavy Jones trio. There's these three sort of <laughs> If we'd kept the other guy, Dylan, we'd have been all four of us and just, just changed the name changed of the band the occasionally. Yeah. It's happening a lot. Yeah. <laughs> they were good days. I really um I really loved being in that band, uh, the Tuddy Grades. And I, in some ways I still kind of feels like I still kind of am. It's just um yeah, we've just had personnel changes and
1: mm. yeah. So what took you to Auckland?
2: Uh, fame and fortune. We what we decided that um It's a magnet. That's right, that we were doing well. we we got together and we we were playing a lot of duck shows and they, yep. they were good and people were coming and we managed to get a couple of songs um, on like the radio you and know? this is as Heavy Jones Trio. This is as yep. Heavy Jones Trio. Yep. Yeah, we had some early success. So we sort of we felt that to us that means that we were entitled to ongoing hmm. success. Of course, yeah. the world does owe you a musical yeah. <laughs> living at <laughs> that's that right. point.
1: That's right. Can I ask, apart from Neil Cox, who's sort of uh, seen you and Cry TV and all of that kind of thing, anyone else that you can sort of pinpoint along the way that's shown support
2: we were really lucky um initially to um to get support from um yeah the likes of neil cox um like there's a guy called willie mcallister who was um, a dj on um channel, channel z, z. <laughs> yeah, channel z was there. and um yeah so we got we were. i mean all you all you really want is to get your music out to an audience you know and sure. those people were um in a position to help us a little bit with that and yep. um yeah that was that was really great for for a young band getting started um, that was a huge boost, and we um, we we sort of tried to take advantage of that. And we applied for grants and things, and started getting some funding mm-hmm. to make you know videos and things. Yeah. Yep. And so yeah, so the roll on for that was that we um we we got some grant uh, money to re-record some of the music we'd already made, which yep. is looking back, we're kind of silly, really. You sort of, it's already you should have <laughs> progressed. You're <laughs> thinking, yeah. We yeah. got we got money to um, to re-record a song that had already been getting some play. You know, so it seems silly to re-record it, doesn't it? But, you know, we went, to, we went to Auckland to record at like, York Street, you know. Yep, um, as and you do. After doing this a few times, we decided that we should just move to Auckland, you know. And um, Unfortunately, we left, um, we left our, um, our band member behind when Joe Barris was, um, was playing bass with us and he was... Because he's rubbish, isn't he? He's a terrible bass player. <laughs> <laughs> he's not funny and he couldn't <laughs> sing. No, he was awesome. And, um, but we shared him with his, um, he was in a band with his brother called Deluxe Boy, who were also a really good band. Um, yeah, yeah. They went on to become the Dukes. Yep. Um, I think Joe's now playing with like, he, he plays with um, um, New Zealand iconic. Uh, Dave Dobbin. Dave Dobbin. Yeah. And his holidays and things when he's not mixing sound and doing things. He's, yeah. So he's, he's, he's totally fine. He landed on his feet. Yeah. But we left him behind we moved to Auckland. And then we had a bit of a hard time securing bass players and we, we kind of struggled a bit in Auckland. We met though a really great um community of people in Auckland, lots of bands that were really um were were good. Um yeah, there's a there's a really good sort of attitude towards music there. People were doing it themselves, you know, and they were um helping each other out and mm-hmm. putting putting lots of Bills, um, shows on where, you know, all their friends would be on the bill and everything. And yeah. it, was, it was good it was a really good scene up there. But I think we did struggle to fit in a little bit. Um the especially the type of music we were playing where we we we're probably um we were playing a sort of um, like Americana kind of slow, you know, country tinged sort of. Um, um. Oh, that wouldn't work today. No, there was, um, <laughs> at the time though, everything with like the Datsuns were really big and there yep. was lots of, you know, yep. um, little chief records. There was lots of sort of re- either very quirky or very rock and roll. Yep. And we didn't sort of fit in with either of those too much. But I mean, not, you know, that's, that's, that sounds like an excuse or something, but we just, we, we struggled to find an audience though for for what we were doing, you know. Uh, what would you
1: have done differently at that point in time, knowing what you know now?
2: I think we just—I would have just taken it a bit less seriously and just enjoyed it. We, you know, I still felt like with the world, owed would a living playing music, you know. And we were, I was, we were working hard to make that happen. But um, really, I was having the time of my life, you know. I was playing with my friends, and we were, you know, we were playing a lot. We were young, and we were, um, you know, we were doing what we loved, you know. So it was a really good, good times, really. Yeah. But um, I, I decided to leave the band, and. and uh, Go to jazz school again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll pick that up in the next section of the show, but we do need some more music. You've got a track from Long Pigs, who I'm very surprised that I've never heard of before. Oh, that's um, great. With a classic track. She said, what about this track that you like?
2: Well, this track is when we were coming up um, in the tardy grades and we were in the 90s, um, everything was everything was British music, wasn't it? You remember? It was all, you yeah. know, it was all Oasis. Oh, and unless Blue you and... were in the, in the grunge. Yeah. The, <laughs> the grunge. grunge. Well, true, true. There's other grunge, Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there was, uh, there, was this, um, there was this seemed to be this endless stream of some incredible British bands coming yep. out at the time, and yep. um, this was one of them that was just. Um, uh, I think Dylan bought the record, and um, it ended up just staying, you know, staying on the, on the, um, you know, every time there's a party or someone on, you yep. crank out, s- yeah, because <laughs> exactly. it's just such a blinder, you know, yeah. and it's really angular, and interesting as well, you know, like it really yeah. rocks, but it's also, you know, it's got those Richard Hawley. Richard Hawley played, I think, in. Um, In Long Pigs and also Pulp at the time. Uh Uh-huh. Probably why they didn't. That's why I think it sounds familiar at least. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, there you go. This is She
1: Said from Long Pigs. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Kelly Horgan on Plains FM 96.9. You jokingly said you went to jazz school again, but that wasn't the case at all. You just became um, non-enamoured
2: with what you're up to, and you went to the UK.
1: (laughs) Would that be a fair I went to,
2: yeah, I went to chase a girl again. um, Mm. I I went to the... um... Because Wellington was chasing a girl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I went to jazz school to chase a girl, yeah. I know, yeah, that's, um, yeah. So tell me about the UK. What happened over there? A girl I had been in contact with was living there and um, teaching, and um, and who's called Sarah. And she, um, we got were in contact, and I decided to go over and visit her and and bring her home. Was she a Brit? No, she was a Kiwi. Yeah. She was a Kiwi, but living over there. Yeah. Okay. Right,
1: yeah. And Sarah these days is my wife. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that turned yeah. out
2: well. The mother of my children. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Now, how many kids do you have? Oh uh, We have two, two girls. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Um, are they musical at all? Not yet. No. Okay. No. Do you oh, want they,
2: them to they, be? Oh, they are. They um they, they sing and dance quite a lot. At okay. Home. Yeah. That's pretty so standard, that's, isn't yeah,
1: it? Yeah. Is Sarah
2: musical? Uh, yeah. Well, she appreci she's a music appreciator.
1: Okay, and I presume a music supporter.
2: Um, She is a music supporter, yeah, as long as it's not too loud uh, uh, in the house.
1: (laughs) That's a big thing. So talking about re-recording some of the tracks, which ended up becoming your roughly 2005 release – Nobody Town. Was this at York Street or something different?
2: No, uh, we recorded, all, actually, um, Nobody Town was recorded pretty much um, exclusively at the lab with, um, with Ollie Harmer. Okay. Um, he was,
1: and the lab was up and running Again, Again, a good supporter
2: of us, but yeah, it was yep. up and running,
1: yeah. Because he had done some stuff for you earlier in Christchurch yeah. while he was sort of working with the Puffins. He
2: does. Actually, we were, again, he's one of those people we were really lucky to have sort of on board, you know, like we probably if we were paying proper rate, you know, to record, it probably wouldn't have happened, you know. Yeah. Um, what but, does
1: Ollie bring to a session?
2: Uh, Ollie's great. He's just, he's a friend of ours, you know, so it's easy to um, hang out and talk and be honest about things and stuff, you know, and uh, it's just, and he's also, he's very clever. He's obviously uh, a couple of, a um, couple of awards, you know, um, don't, don't lie. He's, he's very good at what he does. Um, and just being a cheerleader as well, you know, like he's, um, he's a, he's a good friend of ours and he, um, he wanted us to, get our album done and, mm. and yeah, pretty much stuck his own neck out to help us do it
1: um, While you didn't become uh, world famous international recording stars um, but you know famous in New Zealand you have done well in your time um, and people have been alongside you and supportive as you talk about Neil uh, you talk about Willie McAllister you talk about um, Ollie Harmer um, what do you think the secret to good relationships is.
2: Um, yeah, it's a good. That's a very good question. I don't. I don't know if I could have a good answer for that. I. Uh, I guess. Um, I don't know. Treat your friends well, and they'll treat you well in return. <laughs> That's good. We'll put that on a t-shirt. I'm, terrib- I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I'm the one who Morgan. loses touch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been in touch. I should. I should call Ollie um, more often to say thank you very much for everything you did for us back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So the track we're going to hear very shortly is Staring uh, at the Ocean. Um, is it as simple as that, the song?
2: Yeah, it's, it's an old song. It sort of started out as a country number and um, became more of a pop thing. It's uh, it's kind of an interesting story is that um, when we recorded this song, we um, we were given some money to do so yeah. um, by New Zealand Lanier. Thank you, New Zealand Lanier. Yeah. And we recorded it with um, the guys who were recording Golden Horse, you know, it was the Golden Horse guys basically. Yep. Um, And so we recorded it in this this, their their sort of home setup in uh, West Auckland, and they had brought along Kingsley Malhuish from the Brass Holes to play. um, They thought it'd be cool with like a horn line on it, you know. And we played it, and it was cool, and we loved it. And um, the song came out on the radio with this great horn line. But then when we went to put it on our album, we couldn't afford to re-record it, and um, none of the album, none of the other tracks had any horn on it whatsoever. And it stuck out We felt that it stuck out Like a sore thumb So we decided to Go to all this bother To get rid of the horn on it And um, And now I kind of I kind of You know And now I kind of miss it I sort of wish we'd get it on there You know. Have you still got a copy
1: Of the uh, the original?
2: No <laughs> <laughs> That no. is terrible. Yeah, you don't have a don't have a cassette tape or
1: something or a CD even.
2: I think the, the this like on um, YouTube if you're a YouTuber, you know the the video's got the horn on it. And everything. Okay, yeah.
1: That's, maybe we. I'd li- I'd like to hear that version with the horn.
2: Yeah, it's cool. Oh. It's it's a it's, like, it's a cool oh. little look. But I mean, uh, uh, our sort of history is full of things mm-hmm. like that. We just you know seems like a good idea at the time. You know,
1: uh, you can find Nobody Town on Spotify, um, but this version uh, pulled from YouTube. Thank you, the powers that be. Uh, is the original version, let's call it, with the horn staring at the ocean. This is Heavy Jones Trio. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Kelly Horgan on Plains FM 96.9. Rock your winter with Go
3: Live, Christchurch's Winter Music Festival, Friday, July 22nd and Saturday 23rd at the Christchurch Town Hall. Over 18 artists, live across two nights on five stages. Get your tickets now at premiere.tickertech.co.nz.
1: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Kelly Horgan on Plains FM ninety six point nine uh, Go Live Festival. Very excitingly, uh, in one week's time, you shall be uh, adorning some aspect of the Christchurch Town Hall for the first night of the of the festival. Are you excited?
2: Yeah, I definitely am, I and mean, it's going to be great. I'm be treading the boards with my old mates. Um, you know, it's been. It was about, I think, 14, 15 years ago we last played. Um, wow. Heavy Jones last played a gig. Um, when so, was the last gig you played?
1: Um, I uh, have you been doing some stuff in libraries?
2: I did, yes. Yeah. So when I came back to Christchurch, I um, I worked for Christchurch City Libraries, and I um I did I did a lot of gig I did a lot of gigs every sort of Tuesday, Thursday, doing baby times and story times. Amazing. Um, yeah, I brought a little ukulele along. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was good.
1: So well, the mums and the dads come along and bring their kids and you know. Yep, yep, of, that's the one. Yep. And and listen to it. Um, what about um, original material or playing? Are you writing?
2: Well, I wasn't. I'd sort of. Um, I hadn't really been writing material at all, and I, in fact, I sort of put music aside and uh, I went back to school. Yeah. Got an engineering diploma and. Um, Fantastic. Um, what kind of engineering? Uh, civil engineering. Okay. Yeah. So we're
1: talking bridges and.
2: Yeah, aqueducts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stormwater and things there we like go. that. It's yeah.
1: Crucially important. If you do hear a little bit of uh, rain during this interview, um, it's been absolutely torrential when this interview was was recorded. Yeah.
2: Um. That's exciting. So is that another career? I wouldn't call it exciting. It's, 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 it's very exciting.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I went and Isambard did that. It's Kingdom Brunel. I it's, mean,
2: <laughs> wow. I went and did that, and I kind of I kind of um, supported myself while I was studying by selling off all my music gear. Oh. Um, but then, um, after I had somewhere along the way, anyway, um, I got a bit of a, um, a message appeared on my phone from Miles, you know, mm-hmm. my, old, my old friend from school and yep. the drummer from Henry Jones. Yep. And he'd started a little WhatsApp group and he, and he's the, he decided that we should get together and have a jam. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to be coming to Christchurch occasionally and, um, he lives in Auckland. Okay. He? And uh, we should have a jam and it seemed like a good idea. And we have done that a couple of times and it was good fun. Yeah. And then out of the blue, Ben said that he, we had a gig with the... the we got a gig! ...I love, yeah. Yeah, it's the exclusive reunion gig for Amazing. Eddie Jones. And um thought that was quite quite, quite awesome. So You're going to be bringing back a lot of memories for for folks. Yeah, well, it's funny because we we, um, we've only had a few... We haven't had a lot of time to rehearse. Uh, yep. we we're kind of doing the songs that we can remember how to play. Yeah. Most of which are uh, um, off this the obscure second album that no one we never never finished and no one really knows you know. So, uh,
1: so uh, but was released? Wasn't released? Not released. No. no. Okay, um, hence why not on Spotify or other streaming
2: platforms. That's right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So, do you think this may um, ignite or reignite
2: well, the fire? Yeah, maybe. Um, maybe we can um, get our act yes. together and, and you know we've got we've got most of <laughs> most of the albums sitting. You can't here. see the sparkle in Kelly's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He's very excited about yeah, this. Yeah. But it did it did kind of. Um, sp- Spark off a little bit of um, fresh enthusiasm to yep. come up with some tunes, and so I have, um, I have been, yeah, I have been sort of picking up the guitar again and sort of yep. trying to finish up some ideas like yeah. like in the old days, and yeah, and I forgot um, how much I actually do enjoy that side of it, you know, and um, how I maybe shouldn't let that sort of th- that sort of thing slip away so easily, you know. And you're gonna play a track for us. Uh, you're gonna do an acoustic version. What is the song yeah, called? The song's called All of the Time. Okay,
1: what's the song about?
2: Um, I don't know. Just sort of fell out. I I try not to write sort of deep and meaningful lyrics anymore. Just kind of let let them fall out and see see where they lay. You yeah. Know.
1: Um. And we are going to be hearing this at Go Live Festival on the twenty second. Correct. Yep. yep. We are. Yeah. Wonderful. What do the other the guys? Seat. What do the other guys think of it?
2: I don't know. They tell me that it's okay. Okay. Yeah. So I would, we're just going to go with that. You know. Cool. Yeah. They're in pretty, case in case they really think something else.
1: They're pretty good judges of character and, <laughs> um, and songs. Um. Kelly, it's been amazing catching up with you after some 20 years, or, yeah, yeah, or, 20 years. <laughs> or something like that, maybe even longer, who knows, could be 27, 28. Really looking forward to seeing you guys play at Go Live Festival and um, we'll take you out today. This is Kelly Horgan uh, with All of the Time.
3: It's okay if you cry Got a place to get to But you don't have to To get to, and it makes me worry. Oh really. You got a thing to get. To.
1: Okay, one extra track for you today, and it has to be Jeff Buckley. This is an extra long and somewhat indulgent on my part version of Hallelujah. It's from the Legacy Edition of Live at Cine. I can also recommend Jeff's cover of The Way Young Lovers Do on the shorter four-track EP. Anyway, the godlike genius that is Jeff Buckley with Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah.
4: the fourth, the fifth, the minor fall and the major lift, the baffled king composing hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah.
1: Thanks for joining me today on Garden of Sound and thanks to Kelly, who after much prodding finally made it in. But you know what they say, good things take time. You can find out more about Heavy Jones Trio by heading to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on Kelly's photo on the front page. I'm Ian Turner and this has been Garden of Sound brought to you by Go Live Festival 22nd, 23rd of July, Christchurch Town Hall. Until next time, keep well, keep listening and keep playing Enora.